I could bring anything back I want to. Soundboard? Why are zombies good at oral no. sex? I don't know. Oh. Anything you put in front of them. Oh. <laughs> Lou, stop laughing. That's not funny. <laughs> no, he does it. Is that the show on a clip? <laughs> I can't tell. Well, I should probably actually do that. Uh, what? Uh, three, two, one. When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land? Cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash them in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp headquarters here in wonderful New Hampshire, where the weather is, I can't believe I'm going to say this, beautiful. <laughs> it's its nice. It's like a Disney movie. It's not its not too hot. It's not too cold. it It's just perfect. I, I, I walked to work without a coat today. I did walk to work without pants. That's how excited I was. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's did you get arrested? No, I was wearing pants. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For a second there, I thought Lou was going to ask a different question, but I'm glad he went with arrested. <laughs> All right. Well, those familiar voices you hear joining me tonight, as always, underground in a secure location to the north, nothing other than the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. Howdy, howdy. How's it going? It's going pretty good. With this weather, I can't really complain about much. And with this episode, I definitely can't complain at all. Yeah, I was going to say, I wish there was something to talk about this week, but oh, I guess I know. We'll, we'll just have to find some filler somehow. But uh, speaking of filler, <laughs> really? Keeping the, keeping the border north <laughs> of the wall in, in sweet, sweet Canada, it's Ryan Murphy. How come the Canadian always gets, you know what, That there's no Canadian like people in The Walking Dead. Like there was no people that were visiting from Canada. I mean, there's a good on. reason for that. Oh, is there? Is there? All dead. I still think a Walking Dead set in like Canada would be a great spinoff. Robert, call me. <laughs> me? <laughs> what am I? No, I never call you Robert. You're not fancy enough. When, I'm talking to Mr. Kirkman. Come on. When you're when you're mad at me, you would. Robert Fournier. What's your middle name? Bobby <laughs> Beatrice. D. Beatrice. <laughs> so, but really, we do we do have a little bit to talk about uh, this week. Just There's a little a, bit. Just something small to get out of the way. But uh, we do want to get into some news. And speaking of some different states in Canada, uh, we have a real fun news story. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. Have you ever wondered what the best state to survive a zombie apocalypse is? No. I know I have. What? No. Yeah, I have, actually. You have. Well, fear not. I have the list here in front of me. The number one state in the United States to live in, to survive a zombie apocalypse, is Alaska. Which I find very weird, because I don't think anyone can actually live in Alaska, (laughs) from what I've seen on TV. Lots of people live in Alaska. That's just Lots of people live in Alaska, but I think without uh, conventional society, I, I think this list is a little wrong on that end. Because I think without conventional society and a way to heat your homes, Alaska is not a place where a sustainable life will last. 
in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, this list goes by different sorts of um, uh, statistics, which I found kind of weird. Uh, first of all, the military personnel that's in the area. There are. <clears throat> how physically yeah. active your state is. Um, how many people you know practice martial arts? How many people practice survival skills? Who has a knowledge of zombies? Laser tag. <laughs> okay, okay, is is anybody else surprised that Alaska is the top notch? I mean, they are the most. They're like Canada with guns. Think about it. They're like Canada they, with guns. You know what they are. They they they're not as nice. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if we have any listeners in Alaska, but you're I, pl- plenty nice. I'm sure they're just as nice. They're just they have guns and they have a, a, an American military presence. I mean. That's got it. Like the survival skills, I think is the most important. You know, being fit, being active. But survival skills, as we've learned from this season of The Walking Dead, like being out on the road is not easy. No, in Alaska, they're high in survival skills, high in zombie knowledge, high in military personnel and veterans, and plenty of guns to go around. How do you measure no- zombie knowledge? I would say questionnaires. But there's just yeah, numbers, arbitrary somebody, numbers I, here. I would say somebody surveyed people yeah well the, t- the top five states are alaska wyoming colorado idaho and new mexico all states with his <clears throat> well except for colorado i'd say they're all states where they're notoriously known for there being nothing there colorado <laughs> colorado everyone's just high now so no one would get bit <laughs> or everyone would be bit no one would know what was going on <laughs> hey man <laughs> Eat me, this dude. is mine you can't no you're not gonna bite me man uh, oh, ironically enough, too, we have the bottom five, which goes uh, Georgia, New York, Washington, D.C., Mississippi, and New Jersey. Is that a New Jersey joke? Like, that New Jersey is the top city? Like, I know that you guys aren't big fans. Or is that just New Yorkers that aren't big fans in New Jersey? Just New Yorkers. Oh. So well, you New guys Jersey are... is kind of scummy. Oh. Just just kidding. I'm offending everyone tonight. <laughs> yeah, like Alaska, New Jersey? What the hell do those states do to you? Well, you know what, though? I I live in... I am I am in New Hampshire, as right. you know by every beginning of every show. <laughs> Rank number nine. That's not bad. That's, that's not bad. I got a pretty good chance. Now, Blue, do you however, think do you think Zamp like you know affects these numbers? Like New Hampshire is just a little higher because you always mention New Hampshire in the show. So, have, oh, did, I would I always feel that way. Yeah, oh, okay. I think it's mostly it, we were we were in fifteenth until I started doing this podcast with you guys. And oh, we went up to ninth. The yearly zombie ranking comes out every yeah. every <laughs> April first. Oh wait, what? Um, but you know what's weird though is they say New Hampshire's military personnel is forty three. I don't know if what that means, but it's forty third ranked state, so you're pretty low in military. Yeah, that that's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, Lou, Maine, seventeenth. What's going on there? Uh, I I don't think they've taken into consideration that I'm here yet. <laughs> Their 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 uh, statistics haven't come out yet with Lou being there. No, well, to be honest, Maine is kind of a lot of backwater, and there's not there's not a lot of people here, but there's also not a lot of stuff here. You know what though? We'll notice. We'll we'll see if the trend continues because uh, if if I do move and I go to a, a different state, then that state's currently in the fortieth position, and if that goes up next year, we know what it is. We know what we know what the real reason is. Exactly. Good. All right. Zamp you guys headquarters hungry? moves. Zamp headquarters. You uh. guys, you you guys hungry? Uh, yeah. Actually, you do, what do you guys have on menu tonight? Uh, I just got a little bit of um, just some ham. Mm. You, 
You up for any ham? Is it cooked? Oh, yeah, it's fully cooked. Oh. Do you know who else eats Pass. ham? What? <laughs> Do you know who else eats ham? Who else eats ham, Bob? Eats, eats hams. Eats hams. Uh, who eats the hams? The walkers on The Walking Dead. Oh. Literally, they eat ham. So that's <laughs> what they give them to make it a convincing, I'm eating your skin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, uh, apparently, apparently. I can see that. Before it was covered in barbecue sauce, but that just messed with their makeup. I hate it when that happens to me. You know what? I, I always try to dress up in my best zombie makeup whenever I go to family reunions, mainly because I don't want to go, so I might as well make everybody else uncomfortable. At least right. as uncomfortable as me. Um, so, you know, it's always a good time eating ham in your zombie makeup. But yeah, that I guess the vinegar specifically in barbecue sauce, who knew? I'm no you, connoisseur, but... You, you know what's... <laughs> Bob, we're losing you. Bob, chewing on his face. <laughs> Is that? that I, him? We, we lost. We're having you. technical difficulties this evening, Bob. We, we just missed your whole. All thing. we heard is chip bit, and I'm eating ham. I'm eating ham. So repeat that whole joke. I don't know. I don't know what I said. <laughs> really? I'm sure it was all, insightful. All, all I said was I, I've actually never once wondered what was what they were eating. You know, like when when I'm watching the show. But now that I read this article, I'm going to be looking for it every single time. Dude, I. You know what? The reason I put this article in here is because it's the non-spoilery version of this interesting tidbit. There's actually a really interesting tidbit about a scene in today's episode that we're going to be talking about that I will hopefully be reminded to bring up because it's just as interesting if not more interesting based on what was actually happening but i always find this stuff interesting because i always want to know like are they just like chewing on raw sausage like pulling those like intestine links out and stuff like, uh, gross. yeah it's just it's really gross to think about but like in the end like they are putting stuff in their mouth and i don't know if you guys have ever tasted fake blood but it's disgusting oh it's gross you know, especially the yeah. stuff you buy in the little tubes. I mean, if you make your own, it's basically just corn syrup. And now, if food now if Robert Kirkman came up to you and said, "Eat this ham," you, you Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. I want you to be a zombie on The Walking Dead. All you Sold. have to do is chew on this sausage link coming out of this <laughs> fake body and just gnaw on it uncontrollably. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty confident that me and Robert would be cool, and we'd we'd hang <laughs> you out. Would do it? Yeah, you I'd do, do it. it. Of course. You know what? If we, as the Zamp crew, if we ever had the opportunity to literally zombieify ourselves and get in that makeup, I would take that opportunity in a See, I feel like I'd be like, oh, the, you know, I'll just be the zombie in the back yeah. that gets shot. <laughs> I'm cool with that. You're cool with getting your head blown off? Yeah, I just can't do it with the sausage links. <laughs> no, I, I, see, I'm different. I say, put me in the grossest makeup you can. I don't care if I have to sit in a chair for five for an entire day to get put in makeup. I don't care. But yeah, the the, the reason they're they're you know covering ham and and sausage links in in barbecue. You don't know so- if they're using sausage. Links. I don't know, but I'm just I like the idea of sausage links. I've never actually had sausage links. They're always okay. split up. You know, it's a dream of mine. Okay. Right. Yeah. But okay. I just think that the the they want a convincing. Hum nom nom, you know? So, like, they're obviously going to give you something that you're not afraid to bite into and get your chew on, right? 
I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> you can't do it? Was it the sausage know. links or are you just not a big fan of ham? I don't like either. <laughs> well, sausage is good, but I can't like imagine just like, <laughs> as you put it. Hom nom nom. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I would love to be on the show, but if it came down to that, I might, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be the only zombie throwing up. <laughs> And I'll be like, eh. you're a vegan zombie, is what you're saying. <laughs> Can you imagine me in the shit? All of a sudden, I'm eating, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's not a common thing on set. Oh, no doubt. Like, if they're eating a lot of meat, you know, like it can be an issue. But I wonder if, like, you're a vegan. It's like, oh, there's, there's a. I don't know why I put on that voice. I apologize if you guys are, if anyone is a listener and they're vegan. I'm just, I'm like Bob, I'm insulting everybody. Yeah. At least I didn't bring the Alaskans into it. That's true. But I wonder if there's people. (laughs) I wonder if there's people who are like vegetarians and vegans and stuff, and they go on these shows and like, do you have like the tofu version of human meat? Like, would that be great? (laughs) Tofu links. Just a giant cube of tofu loaded with barbecue sauce. It's like, well, well, at least it's not meat, right? Well, there is human flavored tofu. Oh, you oh, did not on. just we're tell me that again. <laughs> again, this again. This we is about eating people last week. No, we, <laughs> we did eating brains or something like that. Oh, yeah, we did actually. Oh, okay. Well, anyways. All right. Well, all this stemmed from the fact that the the extras on The Walking Dead eat ham. There, I good. Said it. They eat ham. End of discussion. Sausage, Sausage links. links unconfirmed as of now. We'll, <laughs> I'll ask we'll get back to Mr. You. Kirkman. I'll, I'll, I'll get him to do another AMA. And he'll tell me uh, about Rick eating sausage links. I like how you haven't talked about him in 50-something episodes, but all of a sudden tonight you guys are best buds. (laughs) Me and Kirkman go way back. (laughs) You've known each other forever. Yeah, I just didn't bring it up because I didn't want to be, like, name-dropping, you know? That's true, yeah. Well, now that's the season finale. And speaking of which, Robert Kirkman wants us to talk about the one and only season finale of season four of The Walking Dead. This was episode 16. I gotta go out there. Go on runs, be at the fences. I teach you how to do this. You teach Carl. We're going to be here a while. Well, they need me. We've been here two months. You've made it work. The war's over, Rick. Oh, no, we don't know that. I'm talking about you. I'm saying it. And I'm saying this. You pull Carl back from going out there. Fine. He shot that boy. Yeah, I know. He needs his father. He needs his father to show him the way. What way are you going to show him? He can shoot. We know that. What's his life going to be? What's yours? All this... I'm just saying everything because I owe you. We all owe you. It was the season finale of The Walking Dead on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. We found out why Rick became a farmer in the first place. Yeah, I, I, you know what? It's funny. I didn't realize that this was not explained. You know, no, this, it, never, was... it never really kicked in. And it was kind of cool because as I was watching it with Melina, uh, I was like, wow, that's that's actually why Rick changed halfway kind of through the season-ish, you know? 
uh, his whole talk with Herschel on it. Well, makes look, sense. It, we've gotten backstory on what happened between seasons from every character, but Rick. That's true. If yeah, you think I about think it, it yeah. you know, we we learned um, Bob's backstory and how he was alone, and we learned the backstory of each and every single character there, almost every single character that's a main character, except for Rick's. All we knew was that Rick was a farmer. Right. That's all we knew. Yeah. We didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know why he be suddenly changed and wanted to farm instead of doing anything else. But it was because our good old friend Herschel. Well, yeah, he made he made some very valid points Th- throughout the episode. I, I I watched this the day after, and um, I was on Twitter, and I saw a lot of comments as people were watching, as they do, very cryptic. I, I only I don't follow assholes, so it was really it was just cryptic, like non spoilery stuff. So it was like. I could really do with all these without all these flashbacks, and I can understand why. But in the at the end of the episode, looking back, it was really nice to have these Herschel flashbacks because you were kind of all pulled in, though. That's what I loved about yeah, it. Yeah, well, you got you got the you got the illustration of why Rick went from being a leader to a farmer and then back to a leader, and it and it you know we're not going to skip right to the end, but it all just worked, and it was really nice to see Herschel again. Like I was genuinely yeah, happy like I, I had a big smile on my face when he popped up on the screen yeah and i was i was like oh what's this i wonder something it's something made sense because we were told that this wouldn't be the last time we saw herschel oh see i wasn't aware of that uh, there was a there was a news article we covered maybe like <laughs> ryan doesn't even pay attention to like, news like hey i'm drunk guys so i don't know <laughs> like like maybe six episodes back it was right after the mid-season for uh maybe. Return where they made a reference to Herschel coming back, and we thought it was the 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 dummy head that Michonne right. stabbed. Remember? Yeah. Maybe this was that hint that they were talking about. I think so. And yeah. it, it, let's just talk real quick about we, we had that episode with the with the the two girls and how painful that was to watch. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. Um, this episode, I was clenching. Like really hard, like the fists and like just not wanting things to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, know? no, right there with you. Uh, like I don't, I don't want to skip a, a key scene, but like I was sort of just, I, I knew something was going to happen because in this episode it's the season finale. So like the first fifteen minutes, I'm kind of like, oh my god, where, where's this going? Like what's going to happen? Please just, I want to read a review and just get the synopsis because I can't right. wait. And then shit starts hitting the fan like the, you get the first clue when they're sort of talking about like the the trap like oh, i need to teach you how to fa-. you know there's just so much foreshadowing to rick dying he's basically saying like when i'm gone you guys are gonna have to learn how to trap food yeah you know? and i'm yeah, just like everything. oh come on guys really foreshadow much and i you know and then they come across like this lone survivor well let's talk about the opening scene so the opening, the opening scene, scene yeah. is literally just Rick leaning against a truck yeah, on the was, side of the road. It was very misleading. Covered in blood. <laughs> shaking. And you don't know why. Yeah. He's shaking. He looks like he's been through hell. And he's just sitting there. And then it cuts back to him and Herschel, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And for and, a second, I had when I when it started, for a second, I had to scratch my head and go, wait, did I play start the right episode? <laughs> yeah. I thought everybody was dead at that point. I was just like, really? That like everybody's dead and Rick's just like stuck on his own, but uh, 
I you know, say this. It, the yeah. show jumped around a lot, and I felt like it was, but it, it did was it, did it correctly. It did. Yeah, it did. It was well done, but it was still very so, like it was still very uh, manipulative. You know, like yeah. showing you select stuff, and so and again, has, I'm not upset. I thought it was great. It really kept me like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, they did it. They did it so well. Just and like you know, the whole episode was intense. Yeah. The the entire fifty minutes or whatever it was was absolute intense. Like from the the first ten minutes, you're like something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you're like they're all having such a good time, like learning how to hunt. And Rick catches a rabbit. And I'm like, this isn't gonna end well. Not at all. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And even then, it 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 doesn't end like that scene there after the rabbit when and you you quickly learn that Carl's still a freaking idiot, like running towards somebody screaming for help, like. And and I think Rick shuts that down pretty well in the sense that he stops Carl from saving this person who gets brutally eaten. Like I always I always want to watch the episode right away, right after work. So I say to Ashley, let's watch it with dinner, it'll be fine. But there's always one scene that makes her be like, Oh, we're not watching this with dinner ever again and it was that scene where the guy like gets his eye bitten first. It was so gross. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was that was pretty brutal. It was ham, actually, from what I hear. Well, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, they, they just replaced his eye socket with ham, and they just, you know. No, but really, like in it, in that we it was great because as personally, Rick's one of my favorite characters in the show. I love how what he's gone through and how his actor portrays it. Um, yeah. To me. Like you see him, and he stops Carl from trying to save someone. In Rick's head, it's he's too far gone, right? Well, yeah, he's surrounded. There's no, yeah, we don't have enough Carl, ammunition. Carl's still trying to convince himself that he's a good person, and he'll will he's willing to save anyone. And you kind of see the opposite of that with Rick saying, "I'm more worried about you, and I'm not going to let anything happen to you." You know, and that kind of plays in later on. But well, when yeah. you, when you see the situation, the first thing I saw is this, there's a guy, and he's completely surrounded by them, and you're like, "Really?" Why didn't you? Why are you fighting them? Why aren't you just running away? That's well, it, why. You know, why are you not running away? It was sort of set up in a way that it was. <clears throat> it was strictly there, so you you saw that interaction between Carl, Rick, yeah. and the stranger. Right. But Lou, you make a good point because I was looking back, and it's like something weird must have happened for him to get completely surrounded in a a horseshoe formation, so we can just see him surrounded by zombies perfectly. Dude. You know. He was just taking a nap in the middle of the field. <laughs> and all the zombies came from the other side of the field and quickly surrounded him in a horseshoe fashion yeah. as if it was an Irish dance circle or something. Yeah, exactly. A jig. No, yeah, but he so, was not going to be saved. No. Yeah. Even if he tried, he still would have gotten bitten. I mean, he was he was far gone, you know. Yeah. So they so they basically say no. They get followed by a couple walkers and they, they find this old abandoned SUV, which has probably belonged to that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no The Walking Dead. But – uh. So they go to make camp, and um, that man, yeah. that scene, this scene that, coming that, up, we're going to talk about. Well, so <laughs> I can't do I it, guys. Make a, I want to make a point. All right. Go so for it. the scene we've that the show started with is Rick leaning against that truck, covered in blood. Yeah, you yeah. see the truck, and, and you're so like, as soon oh as my you god! See the truck. Your head goes. Oh, this is not good. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be bad. I can't believe they're already getting to this point. This episode moves so quickly. Yeah, yeah, and like you, you know, normally that's the last thing you'll see, kind of th- in the, in a TV show. You know, like a prelude to the end kind of thing. 
Yeah. But uh, we're already there. We're at the truck, and you're like, ooh, uh-oh. And Rick was all alone there, so what happens? Yeah. Right. And uh, sure enough, they're at camp, and the, the bandits catch up with them. In a, and they find him. Yeah. The, this scene was so... I mean, you had an idea that the bandits were bad. bad. Yeah. But not to the extremes that they went. And this scene was hard to watch. And I, Absolutely. You know, it, it, and it's not just the fact that, you know, they got a gun to Rick's head. But the way Joe, the leader, explains what he's going to do... Like he's going to let his kid get raped in front of him. Then he's going to kill him. Then they're going to rape Michonne. And then they're going to kill her. And then they're going to kill Rick. And After they kill Daryl too. Yeah, Daryl pops in too. Like, And I feel like if Daryl hadn't shown up, that wouldn't have given them the opportunity to slow things down. Because it was escalating very quickly until Daryl walked in. Well, and I think this is what Robert Kirkman was talking about when we talked last week about how he had stated we will see the fate of Rick's character on this episode. And Rick went into berserker mode. Oh, really? It was. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, it was. Say say what you want. So basically, like what we find is Joe gets him on the ground, gun to his head. They're 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 beating the shit out of Michonne. Some guy pulls Carl out of the truck. Daryl comes up and tells them to stop. So they start beating the shit out of Daryl. Yeah, because they say Daryl lied, and you're not allowed to lie yeah, as part of the can't group. Lie. So now everyone's just going at it, and Rick just sees. This giant, gross man on top of his son. Like he's, he, he, like the show is graphic. He was like unbelt, buckling his belt, pulling down Carl's. You know, it, and it doesn't show anything, but no, it, it certainly <laughs> like makes you your imagination go wild. And it's like, I can't believe this is happening. Like yeah, I, I it, did, I, you know, and I. It, it was so surprising, and I would if, if I had a son. You know, even though I don't have a son, I was still seething. Like, what's going to kill this guy? You know, like, get him out of this world. Let's just say, so they established in the last episode that Mm -hmm. these guys weren't exactly villains. But they they also established that they weren't heroes either. They weren't child-raping bandits. And in the the beginning of this episode, you realize as soon as it begins, and as soon as... You're fine with the point where, okay, they got the gun on Rick. Okay? They want justice. Rick is the justice. Yeah, I was cool with that. You're cool with that. But as soon as they start messing with Michonne, and then they start messing with Carl, for no reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's when you go... They they're worse than you thought they were. Absolutely, and that's when you start hating them. Like Lil Ryan yeah. said, you're seething at them. You're like you're looking at the TV, going, "Rick, do something," you know. And and then he does. Oh, he does. He headbutts the guy back first. Yeah, they, dazed and confused, in a complete fit of rage, because the, the only thing he cares about is Carl. He walks right up to Joe, who's not taking him seriously whatsoever, and very metaphorically. Um, <laughs> Almost describing how Rick has become a monster by one move is... Well, he gets into a gun struggle with right. uh, with Joe. And then Joe gets him in like a bear hug and goes, What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. And then Rick shows him what he's going to do. He bites him in the jugular. Now, <laughs> it rips it out. He, yeah. he, he viciously... like I was thinking about this after when, this scene happened very quickly, so I wasn't thinking about it when it was happening. It was more like at the end of the episode, I'm like, 
How much force would you need to apply to rip someone's jugular out with your teeth? First of all, he was really pissed, but you'd have to have some serious jaw power. Now, interesting tidbit about this scene. Um, when he, when he, when Andrew Lincoln filmed the scene, he was asked, do you want chicken or, or ham? Or ham? <laughs> and, and he said, well, you know, I'll go with chicken. And he's like, okay, do you want it cooked or uncooked? And he said, what looks better on, you know, what is more like human flesh? What is more believable? And they said uncooked. So that was uncooked chicken Ugh. that he ripped off of Joe and spit out. Which he kind of he kind of had in his mouth for a little while, but he he filmed that why scene. He was so shaken up afterwards with uncooked chicken. Yeah, that's that's Ooh. gross. It, it, that's very gross. And but you could imagine like you've had blood in your mouth before. I'm sure everyone's experienced that, whether they've you know bit their tongue weirdly or got I punched. Just, or, I just bit my lip earlier today. Or yeah, or something like that. And Hurt. blood is disgusting. <laughs> it does not taste good. But you can imagine. Biting someone's jugular out, the taste in your mouth. Why are you doing this? <laughs> that would be disgusting. So this scene kicks off like a chain of events and, and really uh, encapsulates the saying of that escalated quickly. Well, you see, it's funny you say it too because you're, you're talking about what, what kind of force would you re- need to bite someone's jugular out? But then you start thinking about it. Um, I, I have kids and like you know the thought of anyone doing anything bad to them. Well, it's... It's also a misconception. Your jaw is actually one of the strongest muscles in your body because you have to use it all the time. Hence, you chew food. It gets more use than some people do walking. So your jaw is actually the strongest, one of the strongest muscles in your body. Well, I, know, I, I was going to say Ryan's. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, no, I have a weak jaw. I, I felt as though, like... Rick has been growing this power beard this entire season <laughs> to hide his jaw so Joe wouldn't take him seriously. And then he just went in there and it's like, joke's on you. This beard is hiding the most powerful weapon in this entire episode. And, and it, 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 takes you by, it takes you by surprise. And it's also – it's just a powerful scene. Cause, so he rips the guy's throat out with his teeth. Yeah. And the guy falls to the ground and stumbles. He's dead. And, he, and he's dead. And he proceeds to then spit the rest of the guy's throat out. Chicken. And then Ugh. turn to the other two guys like, you're next. They were freaked out. Like, did yeah. you... Did, okay, here's a, good, here's a good question. Did any of you see that coming? Him no. biting his throat no. out? No, I, I, I pictured a headbutt or yeah. some so did I. A headbutt into a gun struggle where he shoots him, you know? Right. But but he tried the headbutt twice, you know, like, and I I almost feel like I I thought someone's gonna die important in this season or in this in this uh, scene. See, and then when that happened, I'm glad that it surprised all of us because it certainly surprised me. And we've covered this on the show where like I'm easily surprised because I don't overthink, I don't overprocess scenes as they're happening. I don't connect the dots. I just watch and enjoy. But you guys sometimes can. A lot of yeah. people actually this, tell no, me this, like. This definitely caught me off guard, and mm-hmm. like and like you were saying too, like he after that, Michonne grabs one of the guns and shoots one guy, and yeah. then the other guy's got Carl. He's like, you know, I'll you know back away, back away, and Rick's like, he's mine. Whoa, <laughs> like, well, yeah, and, and, and the dude lets go of Carl and looks like he's ready to have a knife fight with. With to me, Rick. It, to me, it looked like he was ready to give up and say, "Please don't kill me." Oh, he was. He said it. Like, please don't. Like, I just saw what you did, and I'm, 
like I'm scared for my life. But that, you know, and da- we we can't hesitate to mention that, you know, uh, Daryl took out those other two guys. And he, I think he pretty much curb stomped one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah and Michonne like, got the other one, I think. Yeah. So they were all dispatched. And then what's left is this, like, pudgy rapist, a child and not rapist. Not only that, but like, even in the previous episodes, he was kind of the weak one of the group. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you saw him with the kid, your your first thought is, oh, yeah, he is the runt of the group. Of course yeah. he goes after the kid. But I was so – and I, I, assume, I assume everybody who watched this who's as into the show as we are had the same reaction. But I was, I was like cheering as all this yeah. stuff was happening because these people are evil and, and they went down in, in a glorious fashion. I mean the, no. the neck bite was a little – a, a little huh. weird, and it caught me off surprise, but I wasn't too phased by it. Like, okay, he was defenseless. He had to do something. I'm glad it worked out because that could have backfired. Yeah. But when – and then they get to the last guy, and I'm like, there's no way this guy is getting away alive, and I'm fine he, with that. He brutally stabbed that guy, like made it hurt as That's, much as he could. And like yeah. I've never felt as good about something like that as watching that show. And it sounds weird to say, but – after what he tried to do to Carl, I was like, yes. Like, you well, know, he, he gutted that. him like a pig. Like, he was yeah. looking for more ham. I mean, he was, like, <laughs> getting in there, cutting from you know, belly button to, to, to throat. And, I, and at first I was like, I thought he was just going to stab him. And I was like, yes, you killed that motherfucker. Yeah. And then he starts lifting the knife up. I'm like, okay, Rick, he, he's dead. And then, no, keep going. And then he starts stabbing him. And I'm like, yeah. okay. I think uh, I started to feel a little sick. You know, I was like, "Okay, Rick, stop, please." I do want to make a make a comment though Mm -hmm. uh, that leads to kind of where we're going with the future of the season. Okay, and that is so. Rick rips a guy's throat out with his teeth. He then guts a guy like you've got a pick, and we've all been suspecting that the 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 show is going in the direction of cannibalism is that not a telling sign that they had rick do those things well i, I don't think rick's gonna get the taste i mean he's too righteous I, I don't think he'll ever get to the point where he eats people but no, i no no i'm saying he does that but later in the episode we get the hint that Maybe there are others that are actually eating people. Well, yeah, we'll go into that in a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. But how, how, how did you guys take it as a some sort of a metaphor of Rick turning into a monster like a zombie, like a walker after eating someone's throat? Was um, it very kind of like a like a? Did you guys look at it that way? Kind of like he's he's you know he's a monster like them kind of thing. I you know what I. I don't think so. Like, I don't think Rick has turned into a monster. I read something really interesting after this episode. Like, when it ended, I was kind of like, I need to digest as much as possible. More so, raw chicken. Yeah. Mm, no. Um, I was reading an article. It might have been a review on uh, on a website. But uh, they were talking about – or no, it was the same interviewer, uh, Andrew Lincoln, was talking about Uncooked Chicken. He was saying that – or me – I don't know. Either way, let me get this thought out before I tear this show apart. Um, mm. Rick – was saying that he's not he's not the he's a hero he he is what he needs to be at that moment in time that right. is what survival is and that's what he does yeah he's the leader one moment it's the same that the point we had earlier where it, the Herschel flashbacks sort of illustrated the leader to farmer to leader arc we saw in this season 
And I think that that is perfectly encapsulates Rick's character in the sense that, you know, he's a leader when he needs to be. He's a killer when he needs to be. He's a ruthless killer when he needs to be. And he doesn't do anything that he that, that wasn't necessary. Yeah, and I mean, if he that... could have resolved the situation with those guys and it been peaceful, he would have. But see, he but... he has experienced a situation where he's he he's tried to do it the peaceful way when he when he has an inkling like a, a you know that little voice in the back of the head that's saying no don't do it it'll end badly and that was with the prison and and the governor you know cuz he tried to resolve it peacefully and, and we see that well, again yeah we see and that we saw, again yeah exactly later with, on but, later on later on in the episode this but episode. at the same time i think he's almost learning his lesson from like even talks with carl about the governor and uh he had a very interesting conversation with daryl at one point too about you know what he's becoming hey what you did last night Anybody would have done that. No, not that. Something happened. That ain't you. Daryl, you saw what I did to Tyrese. It ain't all of that, but that's me. That's why I'm here now. That's why Carl is. I want to keep him safe. That's all that matters. So do you guys think that it almost seems like Rick's learned his lesson from trusting people? Well, yeah. At I that mean, point? He's, learned, he's learned that not he's, he's not the nice guy he was in the beginning right, of the Right, exactly. Season, well, you can't series. be. If you're a nice guy, you, you die. Like, and, and in the sense that in, in today's world, like, uh, if you're a nice guy, you, 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 can, you can do great things. But in a world full of cannibals, uh, bandits, uh, zombies, uh, and just downright, downright evil people, like you can't be the nice guy you you were right. in the real world because the now, laws aren't there to you know th- th- correct. It's lawless, you know. Right, and it's the strongest survive kind of thing. Exactly. Now, <clears throat> they they also had a conversation that and those interesting conversations between Rick and Daryl because we always felt like Daryl looked up to Rick without ever saying it. Yeah, and I know Rick always kind of relied on Daryl, mm-hmm. but um, what do you guys feel about the new chemistry between the two of them? Almost like a co, a coefficient leader kind of thing. It seems like well, the both of them. I thought they were going to make out. To be honest, it, it, yeah, they it, did a little it's bit. Interesting. Oh, okay. they're, they're, they're sitting there and they have a conversation or something, and he refers to Daryl as his brother. Yeah, I think it goes like this. It's not on you, Daryl. Hey. It's not on you. You've been back with us here now. That's everything. You're my brother. We've never really heard Rick talk like that since Shane, you know? Right. Yeah, and I mean, uh, that's another thing, like, with Shane. Like, he, I think Rick is just more observant as to people's character, and, and you know, he's not going to make the same mistake he did with Shane, and I think Daryl is eternally loyal. I mean... Daryl knew full well what would happen if he tried to protect Rick with this with these bandits, and he still took that beating, and yep. it ended up working out in the end. But I think you, it's right. He took the beating, but you didn't know he knew they'd beat him to death if he stood up. Yeah, and he he told them to take him instead of Rick. That's yeah. how loyal he is. He said, 
You want you want your vengeance? Just take it out on me. Well, it's all about Carl. Like I mean, I think most right. people recognize that Carl survival of the human race, especially the good people, is important. And you know, Carl surviving is important to the human race. He's a kid. He's he's the next generation, right? So Daryl knows, like, he doesn't want someone's kid to be fatherless. Like, obviously, he'll take the bullet, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's crazy, the loyalty between them. And But before we drag this scene on too long, the most intense scene on it television was, ever. Was, yeah. um, so they, they basically, they get the Michonne, Rick, Daryl, and Carl get into Terminus. They sneak through the back, and, and they, they will, just walk, they walk well, right in. Oh, they, well, yeah, they bury the weapons. <laughs> they bury their weapons. Which is a smart move. <laughs> which is a very smart move. And then they go in, but it's the same issue I had when... Glenn, Maggie, and everybody else found Terminus. When they get there, there's no people. Yeah, that'd be and my I first don't know, red flag. And I, I don't know about you, but when I've watched post-apocalyptic things before and people get to a city, it's like there's guards along the wall or there's there's people out trading or people cooking. It's not just like a handful of people it's like a community and if they've yeah. got all they've, there's a radio and they're trying to get people there and you get there and there's nobody there yeah that's there's like a, a hand, bad sign yeah there's a handful of people in that sort of what appears to be a command center and even then i was like there are way too few many people here and and even and, even when they're they're back out in the courtyard getting some grub, like there's just there's not enough people out. Well, you know, in the same sense though, too, you're you've been on the road forever. Nothing you've seen, everyone dies that you know. You know, you can never keep a big group together for a while. Um, as much as it looks suspicious, at the same time, it's got to look pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, to no, have a I fortified mean, building around you. Like these guys have been on the road for what? How long now? I think, I think and, yeah, they might have dropped like maybe. At least a week. But a couple of weeks, I would say, yeah. yeah. I'd say, say bake a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, so I think any place, even though it looks very kind of sketchy, you've seen a lot, you've been through a lot, you don't, maybe anything looks great now, you know? And they seemed cautious when they went through. They were kind of like, they didn't want to put their guns down, but they did kind of thing. More and cautious than Glenn and Maggie and them were. I know, they were like, let's just... Let's, let's just huh? walk let's right in. Huh? Oh, we leave our weapons here? Okay. Sure. Hello! Yeah, they were a bit too trusting. Yeah, but I mean, Rick. We get another illustration of of Rick's character and not trusting and and having better judgment now than he did a couple seasons ago. And I get I was confused as to what was going on. I mean, I'm slow, but he he grabs the guy after like denying the food. Like maybe there was a hair on it. I thought well, no, he's going real quick, for his before, food. Before you get into that, real quick, mm. like they basically made they meet a guy named Garrett, right? Okay, is that his name? Yeah, yeah they, something they, like that. He, he kind of says, hey, we're here for you. You're here for us. Let's just all get along. But he's got that eerie vibe to him. The, everybody you know? does. Like, they're all kind of, like, happy to see them. Like, way yeah. too happy. Like, uh, fresh meat, kind of. And, and, and <laughs> But the thing, too, is, is none of them had weapons. Right. And they yeah. were kind of like, eh, you know. And to me, it, it was just very odd sense. And, like, you obviously knew as Walking Dead fans that something bad was going to happen. So they say, hey, take a walk around. You know, show them around, and they give them their weapons back, and I'm like, well, all right, maybe it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I know the going theory is that they're cannibals, and I would be ecstatic if they would just find 
this community, and they're, it's actually a decent place to live. Like, they're not cannibals. They're not evil people. They're good people. Obviously, we know something's going on. Cannibalism is probably the easiest, you know, solution, especially what happens in the tail end of this episode with, you know, the herding of the cattle. But, um, yeah, it's just – it's almost all too perfect – you know, and you know that something's going on. And uh, I wasn't sure what was happening, but when Rick grabs that hostage, I'm like, what the fuck, man? You got you a good thing going. The, you missed the watch? I, I saw it afterwards. like, And then, you know, even Herschel had mentioned giving his watch to Glenn right. in it this all, episode. Right, it all comes back, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait. And then they show, and then they flash to the people who are, like, suddenly standing up to find out what's going on. One's See, wearing old Daryl's old poncho. One's got the riot gear. And I'm like, what? That's too Rick perfect. Rick notices all of it, you know? Yeah, but it's almost like they all... They like that day, like the riot gear, the poncho, the some kind of bag I, I was reading online. Like there was just a lot, like all the stuff they could have scavenged, they were wearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing about that is, is um, <clears throat> it, it was a pretty good foreshadow of the, to see how Rick handles situations and if he's still on, um, you know, like on his game, on point. You know what I mean? Like, is he is he noticing things? Is he observing enough? Th- that kind of deal to me anyway huh. yeah. but it but they and they also did a good point in the flashback scene they just they highlighted all that gear glenn comes in with the riot gear on maggie's wearing the poncho in the flashback and then later on they see you see all those things in the thing and it's like aha rick has been thinking about these things and yep. bam they've just presented Perfect. you with I'm not as observant, I guess. I'm not very observant. I'm kind of like well, a. We knew that already. <laughs> I'm kind of a get on the roller coaster and ride kind of person. I'm not like trying to make sure, like, oh, who's Your around me? On. What's going on? <laughs> no, I always make sure my seatbelt's on, just like I do when I watch The Walking Dead. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, for this episode, it was a. Well, so basically, so basically, though, they Rick like slams the food down, like, rah, no more raw chicken, and uh, <laughs> that actually looked he, good, unless it was human flesh. Then I take that back, <laughs> right? The gross dude. Um, so he, you know, he pulls up one of the guys and he holds him, and he's like, you know, where'd you get all this stuff? And so it starts a big gunfire, you know, um, and you know they're they're shooting at him, and I'm and like I'm watching it, and I'm like. Well, these guys have terrible aim. <laughs> yeah, they're like stormtroopers. That's what I said. Like these guys suck. Like, and then, got... and then a couple minutes into it, I went, "Oh, they're leading them somewhere. They're well, missing on purpose." <laughs> just the way they were shooting, they were like shooting around them to make them run in a specific, like shutting certain doors and not others. I'm like, these guys are either the worst evil people ever, or they have a plan. They're like Scooby Doo villains. <laughs> yeah, like it was well, like a it, Benny it, Hill skit. Like, I don't know. And the and it's clever because the way they do it, you're like, oh, they've done this before, uh, right? Yeah. And, and you know what's good too is they they had the actors recognize it too. They go through that ceremonial candle room. And you hear them say, they're not trying to kill us. They're trying to lead us or something like that. You, you yeah. can kind of hear one of them say it. So I'm like, at least they're not making the characters stupid. Like, we're going to get out of here, you know? Well, the other thing, too, is is you go to – the first room they go to when they leave is it's like a hallway with all kinds of boxes and stuff. And the, all the boxes are all shot up. And you're like, oh, wait. These are here because 
somebody has done this exact same thing yep. and gone this exact same way uh-huh. and this exact same thing has happened to somebody else. I thought the same thing as they yep. were running, not necessarily the hallway, I'm, I missed that, but that when they were outside again and it's not the clean, um, you know, presentable version of Terminus. It's like this battle zone where somebody has obviously had some, a gunfight and right. you know it's in in the same vein of leading somebody and I, and I'm just thinking like oh man like they walked into this elaborate trap you know and uh the you know there's parallels to the discussion about setting up the snare for the rabbit like all those railroad tracks led directly to sanctuary similar to yep. what they were talking about with the trails and stuff yeah and it's to, just and the, to go crazy. back another couple episodes too is when Daryl is with Joe and the bandits, I think it was the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, Daryl says something to Joe about Terminus, and Joe says, if you think there are any people left that would have a civilization, you've got another thing coming. They're probably worse than we are, or something like that. Joe, Joe does say that. There's never anything this good to be true this late in life kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, and then when they get there, and you, it's like, it, they, it's like they knew that there was something bad there, but they just had hope, and that hope led them into a really well, bad situation well, again. The, the way I see it is, I almost see it as if like this is Rick's goodwill saying, like, okay, one of two things are going to happen: it's going to be a shit show, and we're going to fix it, and we're going to wipe these people off the planet to make to keep this place sane. Like we're God forbid the only thing wrong with this world would be the zombies walking around. No, it's got to be all these evil jerk faces with one eye. And then, like, the other option is these are actually good people and we should help them help others, you know? So, obviously, it was the first option. They're, you know, we know. Yeah, but as they were running, I had this question. As they were running, they came by these containers that were, um, there were people inside screaming. Yes. And... It sounded like a woman, and it sounded like someone with a deep voice. And at first, I was like, "Oh, it's just strangers." But then at the end, you you kind of you asked like, "Oh, where's so and so and so and so and so and so?" Did that sound like Tyrese and Carol to you? No, it, no. it didn't. Uh, maybe think, not Carol, but maybe like Beth and Tyrese. No, I still have a theory that I'll get into it in a second. But I think Carol and Tyrese are still out there, and they're going to be kind of the saving point for the group. I mean, what do you mean still out there? I mean, like we don't know don't the th- timeline, but I don't think they made it to Terminus. My just my prediction what? is they didn't. They did. They it, didn't. No, they did. They were in the group. They were with Maggie and Glenn. No, they were not. They weren't. They're still. Oh separate. my god, you're right. I, I totally I think, screwed that up. Yeah, I think there's they're going to be the reasons that the rest of them get out. They're going to figure something out. But um. Huh. Well, that changes. <clears throat> well, here's the here's the real question. There were people screaming. There were they ran past a bunch of littered bones and human remains, which kind of led you to think cannibals. <clears throat> I think everyone's on that same page. They lay that. it out pretty thick. Yeah. I I forgot about but that, but here's that's the biggest true. clue to me. <clears throat> As they get on, so they basically force them into this whole, you know, the you know, you, you all of you get onto this train cart. As Rick's getting on, did you see what he noticed all over the train cart? No. On the ground. Oh, food? He he noticed the powdered milk bag and a bunch of paper plates and bowls on the ground. So they're feeding the people in these carts. Oh, my God. This next season's going to be gross. If they don't know them, if they want to kidnap them, why else would they feed them? 
I think we know the answer to that question. I was worried, like, I. It makes sense in the apocalypse. Obviously, there's going to be people that, like, what's what's the smartest food source out there that's keeping itself alive and 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 making sure that it's the the race survives. You know, human yeah. survival of the fittest. Uh, you know, our, well, our DNA is keep our race alive like that is hard grained in there it's programmed all that fun stuff so obviously there's going to be people out there who think oh what's a great way to get the food source to come to us promise sanctuary they'll come straight for us we develop a system where we lock them up and we feed them powdered milk it'll be great so well to me the show's kind of just landed on thick now there's no i don't think there's any going back from it i think that's what we're dealing with this season is people that eat other people but, you know, in the train cart, which is named A, um, which kind of gives the episode title away. Oh. Um, Man, I need to watch it again. Pay attention when you watch I'm this sorry. Yes, you do. I um, really, like, I'm not supposed to be able to catch all these little nuanced things. That's what Wikipedia the, the is for. The letter A was everywhere. It was. Like, ev- like, like every hallway they were in, there's a letter A. Yeah. Every door they opened, there's a letter A next to it. They were intentionally being led to a. train car A. Yep. Oh. So, so basically, they end up in the train car with Glenn, Maggie, and the rest of them, Abraham and Eugene, and they basically say, these are our friends, they saved us. Okay, so before we, so just so I understand, everybody, everybody except, everybody from the group that survived the prison is in that cart. Nobody's missing. Except Tyrese, Carol, the baby, and Beth. Okay, we don't, Beth is we don't know missing. We don't know what happened to her. I, it's weird that we didn't even get a hint, but That's she's probably going to be the, another chick in the bucket, like similar to Sophie, until mid next season. Well, that's what my prediction is: is mid next season they find out that they were cooking Beth all along. <laughs> that's not a lot of meat. She was pretty scrawny. No, uh, my theory. My theory is going to be that we start with Beth next season. Think oh, so? that'd be nice. See, I, I think I, that's I like what Beth. we're going to do. I think that's what they're going to do. Is it going to start with whatever happened to Beth? And oh. I have a funny feeling Beth is not going to be at Terminus. Yeah. You think she'll be Maybe. with another group? I don't think we really talked about our theories behind Beth and, and to who, who grabbed her. I mean... It's kind of impossible at this point. <laughs> it's, it's either Terminus yeah. or someone else. <laughs> well, I I kind of agree with, uh, with Lou in the sense that I think she's elsewhere. Hopefully not in a... In a you know, more in a I'm going to save you scenario rather than a, you know, I'm going to eat you scenario. So, well, basically, yeah, we don't know what's going on with her, but the people in the train cart now know that they're in trouble. And, you know, they say, hey, we're friends, which is kind of weird. But um, and Abraham goes for how long, you know, forever, how long that's going to last. And then comic book fans will understand this line. But the show ends with this gem. They're going to feel pretty stupid when they find out. Find out what? End scene. Um, so that's how season four wraps up. 
Now, mm-hmm. comic book fans will understand what that line means, and if you don't know, read all the way up through a lot of issues, and you'll understand it too, and that'll kind of give you an idea. Maybe we know what we're in for, maybe we don't. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, uh, I, uh, as, not, as not a fan of the comics, this line makes perfect sense uh, that it came from the comics because it's very comic booky. And at first I was like, that was kind of cheesy and a bit awkward. But then the more I thought about it, it was just like, it was the equivalent to, you know, playing the Star Spangled Banner and having your hero shoot, you know, machine guns into the air as it's blasting with an American flag flying. Like it was your badass Rick's going to save everybody moment. Yeah. Um, Which was a nice way to end, you know, in the sense that, you know, you got your, uh, um nom nom scene where rick was a badass and now we're getting the end season where it's like rick's like yeah we'll do whatever it takes we'll do whatever it takes well, to get out well, of here it, it, like it's establishing his character yeah because it, he because seasons three and the start of the season he does show weakness i mean most of last season in season three he was delusional and seeing yep. people that weren't there and he was crazy and then they were following him and it was like because he was their friend and you're like oh what's going on this is getting silly yeah. and now it's like he just ripped out a guy's throat and he's not fucking he, around he's not fucking he around a anymore. raw chicken okay but what i was getting at, at, at the end of this is that originally why i kind of had a problem with it. it's like okay walking dead this is kind of like a America F yeah moment, but it, but it was like, but then I realized like, no, it's not. It's, it's Rick admitting that, you know, they're messing with the wrong people. It's not saying Rick saying we're going to get out of here and everyone's going to be fine. It's, it's just how the walking dead works. Like Rick's more confident now. And he's saying like, they're messing with the wrong people. And we know they are, or else it wouldn't be. Like Kirkman said, he knows his fate. He knows what he's doing now. He's there to protect his son and everyone around him. But we know based on this show that we can't expect like a Rambo season five where Rick and the survivors just machete gun everybody down. And it, it, it's a beautiful ending with, with the uh, tearful music and all the dead people are evil and all of the live people are good. We know next season that it's not going to be an easy, it's not going to be an easy road, but at least we know where Rick stands and you're right. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to, I think it's going to be intense and amazing. And uh, just, I know we've been going on for a little while, but I just want to get overall uh, your thoughts on the second half of season four, Lou. Uh, this is, I'm going to say it again. This is the best season of the show so far. I almost stopped watching it after season three because season three was so bad. How do you keep doing the show? And the- <laughs> he knows. He just knows. So, but, but, well, well, I guess maybe what you're, are you saying that you wouldn't have watched you if it was bad you you would have watched because of the show you wouldn't have yeah i wouldn't yeah. have enjoyed this season he wouldn't have been I, happy about it ah uh, yeah but he still would have watched it because we would have made him well right exactly what, exactly okay. all right what was your take on this season the second half of the season i completely agree with lou it's, I think, it's my favorite it's the it's been the best season it might not be my favorite in the sense that there's a lot of like uh, see, there's a lot of episodes that are really unsettling that I might not want to watch. It might not be the most rewatchable season in the sense that it's kind of tough to watch, but it's definitely the best season of The Walking Dead so far. Well, see, I, I, I disagree with you there. I think mm. the whole season is really easy to watch except for the one episode. Oh, yeah. Well, the little girls episode. Yeah, you're right. That, that's, that, but that's the only episode of this season I wouldn't rewatch. 
I think, yeah, right. Um, I think this has been the most intense, frightening, um, story-driven season we've seen on this show. And if this is how they're going, I am uh, 100% on board. It's been my favorite season to watch by far. I've never felt more gut-wrenching pain and more excitement in watching characters on TV than this season. Oh, yeah. It, and, uh, it, it's easily the most well-written. Absolutely. And it was, it was written well. It was written pretty dark. And... Um, I don't want to say this, but not as dark as what one of our listeners wrote in for his prediction. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want to read this email from Jeremy Ryan, but he he had a prediction, which I thought was, although made sense, was very, 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 very dark. It was a good prediction. Uh, he says, uh, you know, all the rest of the – here's his prediction for, for uh, what this episode, how it would end. Um, the reason we saved it to the end is because he's he's kind of wrong. But uh, all the rest of the groups will survive at just about the same – oh, sorry, will arrive at Terminus just around the same time. And Daryl's group will arrive and all hell will break loose. Um, all of Daryl's group will die but in the firefight right – Yeah, he was right. Uh, but in the firefight, Rick will get shot while holding baby Judith – and both baby so Judith weird. and Rick die in Carl's arms. What? Lastly, the episode will end with us finding out that Mary is the one that has Beth tied up. Uh, hope it isn't quite this dark, but wouldn't be surprised with how dark this season has gotten. Love the podcast, guys. Jeremy. Um, uh, in his email, yeah. he also mentioned the comic books. We cut that out in case you guys want to read uh, read ahead now because you're all pumped up about season he, five. He like was we are. specific to the scene in the Very comics, specific. so I took it out. Uh, uh, we, uh, Jeremy, don't worry. It's not a crazy spoiler for the three of us, but I just wanted to save the listeners because we strictly only talk about spoilers of the, and of the TV I, show. I do recommend if you guys haven't read the comic books, you have, what, six, seven months now? It's happening. I am uh, right after the show. I've got the compendium volume. And just Yeah, just go read it because it'll be different enough so it's its own story but it'll be kind of along the same lines where you can kind of follow along with what you've seen in the TV show and what you think is going to happen and then you can kind of compare notes with it it's a lot of fun yeah, um, also I have, speaking uh, of fun <clears throat> we need to ask the busy zombie lords guys <laughs> yeah but I, I need to bring, we need to bring that show back now that we don't have Walking Dead to talk about we, we, gotta, we gotta have some questions for our busy zombie lord expert himself and uh I know he's been dying for some questions. Yes, I have. So, so email those into the show. We'll get into that later. But uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. I don't want to jump around too much, but uh, we should probably tell the people where they can find us when we're not doing this show. Yes, you should. Go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. That's where you'll find all the information we're about to spew out in the next few seconds. Um, similar to if you were to eat raw uncooked chicken. Uncooked chicken. Uh, email us info at zombiesatemypodcast.com, just like Jeremy did. Uh, Twitter us. Follow us on Twitter at <laughs> Zombies Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Plus one us on Google. Plus subscribe to us on YouTube. All those fantastic social networks. If you want to follow specific hosts, uh, not myself because I'm evidently obsessed with uncooked chicken, but I'm at R. Murphy if you're a big fan as well as me. Uh, Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord. Ask him some questions. Uh, Bob is at Bobbert F. Send him some bad zombie jokes. Shout out to uh, Joel Duggan for the artwork. Uh, you can find more from him at joelduggan.com. 
Joe Duggan's artwork featured on our Slash Loot t-shirt over at SlashLoot.com. Did you already say all this? Because I wasn't. I listening. didn't. We skipped right over it. I'm glad you, I'm glad you <clears> jumped <throat> We on. didn't. You did. I did not. SlashLoot.com. Search for under the podcast section. You can find the Zombies Ate My Podcast t-shirt available in all sizes, such as small, toddler, infant, triple XL, oh. black, white, and ash gray. I have something to say about the t-shirt. If there's anybody out there that's actually ordered our t-shirt and, and you know, is wearing it. Right now. Not right now. Just at any point in time. Right now. Sure. Okay. It really depends on when they're listening to this. Anyways. Now. I got, uh, I got something really cool. If you guys order a t-shirt and send in uh, a photo of you wearing said t-shirt, you could be featured on the Zombies Ate My Podcast website and even Slash Loot. You could be the person that convinces people to buy our shirt. Will you take up the challenge? We might have some cool gifts to give away for those that submit their pictures of them wearing uh, our Zamp t-shirt. I know. I got some surprise gifts we can talk about later. Oh. That sounds weird. It did did sound really weird. Uh, On that note. uh, um, I don't think our listeners are into that sort of thing. They just stop listening. They're like, "This this is done. Or they went and bought a t-shirt from Slashlight. Just know, thank you guys all for listening. You can download the show on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, listen to it on our website. Uh, like Ryan said, follow us on all the different social media. Uh, we just love going through everything again, eh? Yeah, I just I gotta do it right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not like I do uh, it every week. But no, we we appreciate all the listeners, and uh, we're we're looking forward to season five of The Walking Dead. But until then, while you wait. Just practice by eating all the sausage links and raw chicken you can. Don't forget ham. Sausage links. (laughs) Don't whisper it. Incoming bad zombie (laughs) joke. (laughs) That wasn't it. Raw chicken. Oh. Uh, Your page. Okay. He left. I'm here. (laughs) Okay. I got a funny story for you. You ready for it? <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, this was sent in by a listener, but Ryan didn't give me their name. It's Jeremy. Oh, it's the same listener? Yeah. So Jeremy also sent in a, uh, a zombie joke, and it's a little story. It's, uh, it goes like this. <clears throat> Two zombies were eating a clown. The first zombie says to the second zombie, does this guy taste funny? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one before. That's good, though. I still like it. It's really it's good. It's very one. good. I'll give him a little of this. Well done, Jeremy. Well yeah. done. Thank you to Jeremy for, for having some writing in and giving us some, some great content. That's awesome.